On today's episode, we buy a haunted house from 1986. We watched House. Hello and welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyze it, and dissects it, whether it be movies, television, music, and sometimes if we feel fancy literature. I'm your host, John, and joining me as always on every episode is my Victorian house-loving wife, April. April, how are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Was this a rough watch for you? I think it was. <laughs> Just a little bit. So we watched the American comedy horror 1986, not to be confused with the same title film of Japanese fantasy horror, House. We watched 1986 House, directed by Steve Miner, produced by um, legendary director Sean S. Cunningham, which I I do get right at 13 vibes from this movie. Mm, okay. Um, starring William Cat, George Witt, Richard Mull, and Kay Lins, co-written by Fred Drecker. And basically, this film tells the story of a troubled author who lives in his deceased aunt's house and soon falls victim to the house being haunted. April, what is your history with this movie? Well, first of all, I have never seen this movie before <laughs> today. And, or, I... I'm having trouble finding the words. Really? This movie kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, The Burbs, like, with Tom Hanks. How it's just, like, crazy neighbors just, like, hanging out and doing crazy, like, well, super top-secret mission-type crap. Well, when you have George Went or Norm from Cheers as Shenanigans your will t- ensue? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I would love if he was my neighbor, but we'd probably be drinking beer and watching Chicago Bears games all day. Probably. <laughs> Die, Bears. Um, so my history with this movie is actually more elaborate. Okay. So I've mentioned several times on this show of the old AMC Friday night horror thing that they used to do when I was in high school. Was that called Fright Night? It was called Fright Night or something like that. I remember that. They did a lot of black and white stuff, right? They did. No, they did a lot of 80s stuff. But they did, like, probably a lot of black and white stuff when they did, when they do their, um, Like, Hitchcock stuff? Didn't they do a lot of Alfred Hitchcock stuff? No, not that I recall. They did a lot of Halloween. I wonder what I'm thinking of then. You might be thinking of Turner Classic movies. Oh, that is, that, I think that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. I've only seen two Alfred Hitchcock movies in my life. Um, Psycho and North by Northwest. I, like, never had cable, so, I mean, that (laughs) explains a lot, but... Anyway... Um, so this movie was playing on AMC one night and it showed the three out of the four sequels that followed with it. I loved this one the most just because of the, the ghost designing and everything, which we'll get into that in a little, in a little bit here. But I was, I adored the first two movies. The third one, if you thought this movie was crazy, the third one is its own Whatever we got, we're going to throw at the wall because it's insane. Although it does have Lance Henriksen in it, and I do like him. Um, But basically, this movie was just interesting altogether. Like, the creature design in this movie is probably some of my favorite creatures designs I have ever seen in my life. Like, the, like, they weren't scary, but they were, like, weird and different. Like, it was kind of cool. Well, you like, had, that part was, like, freaky. You had the, the ghost in the closet. Yeah, but it wasn't even really a ghost. It was more like a the cre- freaking creature of the Black Lagoon or something. Like, 
Nah, that's crazy. an insult to the creature of the Black Lagoon. I mean, it looked like a lagoon. It came it, out as all slimy and like weird. It had all these tentacles. It like, like it was crazy. It looked like a reject from the thing. It looked like that thing from Hellraiser that's like on a cinder block. Yes. Doesn't it look yes. like that? Yes, it does. Like a small miniature yeah. version of that. Like it kind of looks like that. I was just like, this has Hellraiser vibes too. Like I don't know. Um, you had the weird representation of the ex-wife in this movie oh now that freaked me out i liked that one a lot i i don't know why i did i just thought it was funny when he shot her on the porch i like literally thought that was her and she was dead yeah you were like don't tell me he killed her i like really didn't think that he killed her um you had the little gremlin looking creatures that were up in the chimney yeah those were creepy um, and then you had the ultimate, the, the baddie at the end, played by Richard Mole, Big Ben and his ghost. I love Big Ben. I really wish they would have done more with his character. In yeah, this like, movie. I wish they had done more because they saved him for the ending and I loved him in the ending because you really didn't, I didn't even see that coming. Maybe it's because I was kind of like a little tuned out, but I didn't see that coming. Uh, and then I was like, but I did. So, I don't know. Well, we did make... But so, I wish they would have showed more so, of it. So, basically, um, William Cat plays the uh, main character. Um, um, and, basically, he's, like, talking about his experience. He, he's living in the house to get away from everyone and live in solitude and write a book about his Vietnam experience. So, we go back and forth between flashbacks and present day. And we saw the flashback scene for Vietnam. We laughed so Dude. hard because it looks like just a set. It looked like a college set. A really poorly done college set so college at a small liberal arts college. So a college play. Like, yeah, like a college <laughs> play. And then it had, like, fake trees around it. Like, it just it looked like that. And I was just like, I can't handle well, this. Well, you and I were debating this at one point. We were like, was this before Platoon or after Platoon? Because we were really curious. Because, like, we've seen better Vietnam movies. And it's... And... I looked it up. It's actually the same year as Platoon. So, this movie came out the same year as Platoon, which blows my mind away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this was literally a college set. It goes into a little bit about bit about Ben, but again, he's writing these stories which were true and everything. And... I don't know. I feel like so, like part of the movie, it kind of feels like you're almost like yeah, he's writing writing the stories and whatever, but you kind of get pulled into that whole writer's world where like everything becomes a fantasy because you're creating like alternate universes, you know? Like I don't know. I kind of got that vibe. It was just kind of cool. No, no, I get it. Like I can totally agree to that. I mean, you know, we've we've written a couple of things. You write poetry. I write monologues. And we kind of get, and for me, I get into the character when I'm writing, like, whatever my monologue is about, like, and then as a theater kid, you know, I act it out in my head. Yeah. So I totally get it. Like, you get lost, it's almost like going into Narnia or something, it's like just another universe. Can we, speaking of Narnia, can we talk about what happens beyond the glass in the medicine cabinet and how it's like this dark, dark world? Dude. That was can, insane. Can we talk about the closet scene whenever 
the neighbor comes over when Norm from Cheers comes over to hey. drink her. He's like, hey man, you want a beer? And he's like, here, take this whale harpoon and shoot the raccoon that's gonna come out of the closet except it wasn't a raccoon norm's sitting there like i just wanted a beer ah yeah you know? and he's like freaking and, out and, and, and the main character's fighting for his life and everything he's like shoot it yeah and you know he, he he's able to pull himself out and then we see we see george win just slouching in the corner with a gun and a half drinking bottle of jack daniels just like and like, can- and like candy wrappers all over the floor he, he like went into this he's like waiting for his friend not gonna go in there and help him not gonna do anything like that he's just totally traumatized he's sitting on this little mattress on the floor candy wrappers all around him passed out with a half drinking bottle of freaking whiskey and i'm just like see what see what makes me Poor Norm from Cheers. He just wanted a beer. He's hitting some hard times. <laughs> like, that's what you get for being oh. a nosy neighbor. That's all I gotta oh, say. Man. Oh, man. There's so much about this movie. It was though, really was funny. Crazy. Like, it was a funny, funny horror. And the characters, like, they the, are the really char- funny. I will it's say not the, scary, but it was funny. I will say, this movie is not written really great, like, it's not it's not Shakespearean, let's be honest. Yeah, here. I mean there's nothing but I really I did like the character development a little bit of the main character in this movie. Well, and I really did appreciate like the ending with the yeah. son. I love that. Like I Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy? Are you Jimmy? 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 <laughs> Oh my gosh. I thought that part was really cool where the son was trapped in the house the whole time. But it was super cheesy whenever, you know, mom shows up at the end. Oh yeah, totally, like, totally. Is that my son? Like, you know, I mean, that was cheesy, that- but... <laughs> I'm sorry, every time I hear, is that my son? I think of that scene from Mystic River where Sean Penn and they find, like, his child's body. He's like, is that my daughter? Is that my daughter? Stop it. Because he does, like, this really bad, like, northern accent. That's not funny. It's funny because of his accent. It's not funny for the scene. I know. Ah. Uh, anyway, April. Welcome to Dark Comedy Hour. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, Let's face it. Horror movies in the 80s is really just comedy. But that's why and, I love horror movies from the 80s. I know. It's like, it's bizarre, right? That, like, okay. That's... And like, I will say for a haunted house movie, like this was absolutely bizarre. I feel like just the little puppet creations and stuff were really like just trippy. Like trippy. So would you recommend this movie at all based off of this viewing experience? I think if you're a diehard horror addict like us, Yes. If I'm surprised you said yes. No, I said yes to diehard horror fans. Yes. If you don't like horror movies and you're not, you you don't get like the dark humor, like kind of like weird 80s creation, whatever's like, then no, like I would not recommend this movie at all. So it was awful. (laughs) You're just killing my heart right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm killing your heart. Literally killing your heart. I'm really like, we're in the middle of the month here. I'm like really feeling the horror vibe. Oh, yeah, especially when we get near to the end of the month and what and what we have to do for that. Um, I mean, this is going to be a full-on recommend for me. I love this movie. I grew up with this movie. Yeah, the writing's not great. Uh, the casting is good. It's not spectacular. It's not, again, it's not like I'm going to see Macbeth uh, with Shakespeare and everything, but... 
it's a stupid movie, but I love it. It's funny. The character and creature design is really cool. I really liked it. I love the character design for the ghost ex-wife and the ghost of Big Ben. Those were like the two characters I remembered the most from my childhood. They were really cool. Like, that's the two things I remember. And again, it just brought back the feeling of watching Friday night uh, horror movies on AMC, even though they were edited and everything. But I'm happy this movie is now in my collection because I bought the Arrow Blu-ray for this movie. So I get to watch this movie now whenever I want, um, which will happen a lot. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now I'll be diamond painting. Oh, it's okay. I'll just bring it up here and watch it up here with you, honey. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, and then I'm probably going to get two. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that now. I don't know if I'll get three or four. Uh, but that was our review of House from 1986. It's, oh man, I'm starting to feel the pressure of October again. All the pressure is on. <laughs> As always, if you want to get in contact with us, please send us an email at Flixology Podcast. Tell us what you would recommend. Send us some good haunted house horror movie recommendations as well. We're dying for some haunted house horror because I think. What's the show you've been watching that you rave about so much, even though you've seen it a million times? That oh, one? Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House. You, that, yeah. Yeah, and I compared that to watching... It's because I never get haunted house movies, and that was just like... I don't know, I just love all of the vibes in it. It's so It's super scary. There's jump scares in it, and jump scares never get me, so like I loved it. Uh, and it's just so creepy and eerie, and the characters, like... Mike Flanagan's wife, I just love her and everything she does, so... Was she in Hush? Yeah, she yeah, is amazing. Yeah, now. she is really good. She is a really good actress. Um, yeah, but it's... she's even better in this one. Like, in this one, as Theodora, she's, like, insanely good. It's just... I love... She... Okay, to anybody out there who likes Lydia from Beetlejuice or, like, any of, like, um, Christina Ricci's, like, darker roles, like, you will love her because she just has that unique dark goth girl spirit this has been your review of mini review of hill house i don't know i i'm just saying like she has that strange and unusual vibe that i just like vibe with so i like it um and again as always if you want to see what's going on in our daily lives as well hit us up at afflictology podcast on instagram april we're doing one of your picks tomorrow night you are so excited for this pick when you picked it we're going back to Sunnydale. Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie with David Arquette and Luke Perry and Paul Rubens and so many people that I know that it is hard to believe I never saw this movie except for three years ago. I can't wait. Uh, but join us tomorrow when we watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. As always, this has been the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. And April. Take it easy, everyone.